The Fantasy Hockey Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. WinBet is now live in Colorado, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, Tennessee, Virginia, and Arizona. From boosted parlays to in-game odds on every major sport, WinBet has what you need to win. Sign up today and receive a $1,000 risk-free sports bet. Download the WinBet app now or visit wynnbet.com and start winning today. We're also brought to you by PropSwap, America's marketplace to buy and sell sports bets. Use promo code SGP on your first deposit to receive up to $500 in bonus cash. Head over to PropSwap.com or download the PropSwap app today. We're also brought to you by Better Fantasy. Better Fantasy is a new free-to-play app that lets you sync your fantasy football league and bet on the head-to-head matchups. Download the app today or just head over to BetterFantasy.com backslash SGPN. That's betterfantasy.com backslash SGPN. We're also brought to you by SoBet. Sign up to bet against your friends and join the social betting revolution at SoBet.io backslash SGPN. That's SoBet.io backslash SGPN. And of course, don't forget to download the SGPN app, your home for all of our free picks and podcasts. Hello and welcome into the Fantasy Hockey Podcast presented by the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. I am your host, Justin Bruni. Joining me as always is my co-host and confidant, Nick Olzak. Happy Sunday, sir. How are you? Doing good, doing good. Uh, glad the NHL is finally coming back after the all- long All-Star break, so I'm uh, ready to get into it. Yeah. Are you enjoying your fantasy uh, hockey vacation? Um, yeah, it's been a regrouping moment as, as of late, as I am playing you and you are beating me. So I've had Quite to take bit. some time. Yeah. Quite a bit here. 17 to 141. So I've had to take some time and evaluate the lineup, figure out what's going to happen. The break mm-hmm. I'm hoping helps my guys and, uh, we can come back and make the comeback and hopefully pull out a win, but it yeah, won't I, be an easy one. I had a fast start to the, uh, to the matchup here. Two words. Mason Marchment, <laughs> he, he was uh, he was booming up that lineup for me. I saw that you ad- added uh, Anton Lundell. It was after mm-hmm. the fact, though. You, you didn't get him for that five assist game. No, no. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah, and we're gonna be talking about that line, um, Reinhardt, Lundell, mm-hmm. and um, and Marchment here. I think a few times in this episode actually. But before we get into some of our waiver buys uh, post All Star break and grading some dynasty trades, uh, what is your you know your kind of reaction to the All Star? all-star weekend the the festivities how, how would you grade it how, do you enjoy um i would grade it about a c um i think there's some parts that are cool mm-hmm. i like the three on three i think that's kind of cool i would took okay. a moment to watch that it was really exciting to watch but at the okay. end of the day though it just doesn't seem like the guys are really trying that hard like you look at the fastest skater competition for example connor uh-huh. mcdavid should win that all day right i think he was one of those guys that's just like yeah you know let me get my uh fair share of money out of this and head on home and uh you know the breakaway thing was cool the zegras goal was cool but at the end of the day i thought there was too much uh theatrics behind it too much you know story like the the brinket thing was cool i guess but at the end of the day i just want you want to see pure skill out of those uh contests you want to see what guys with the best hands can do which is why i like the zegras thing but outside that like the petrangelo thing i thought was just silly how it right. brings out the whole marching band, and uh, yeah, I would Somehow give it a wins see. over like like Zegers not winning that challenge was like just like what are we even doing here? You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like what? 
yeah the, the theatrics the skill an actual like you know breakaway like goal like something you'd see on like instagram or youtube or something like mm-hmm. that uh, no one comes out for a viral video of someone skating through a marching band and i don't even i, I don't even remember mm-hmm. if he scored when he went i don't to think he band. did no it's just so it's just so weird uh, mm-hmm. I give it an F. Like, you know, honestly, I don't like the three on three. It's really just a breakaway challenge. Which team will have more breakaways? Mm-hmm. Uh, you would just see, you know, teams just giving up the puck, you know, it's like mm-hmm. beyond the blue line in their own end. And then whoop, there mm-hmm. goes a breakaway. How right. many times will this happen in this game? Whoever gets the most is most likely going to win. You know, like mm-hmm. those games aren't competitive. The players aren't into it. Like you said, you know, I, I don't know what to do to to really make this better. Like, the NHL made many mistakes. They, mm-hmm. I feel like they paid way too much for, you know, musical talent than they <laughs> than they could have just taken right. that money and just given it to the players for like, you know, cash rewards or I don't know, make mm-hmm. their make a cash prize tournament for the the three on three, um, you know, do a fantasy draft for the three on three if you're going to do it mm-hmm. like that, or just do a fantasy draft in general. Like, obviously, that's hitting. Um, you know, let the players do commentary or some something. Mm-hmm. I, I I don't know, and mm-hmm. I will say, um, not having like like a platform like Barstool or Spit and Chicklets getting involved either. I don't. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's a mistake. I mean, obviously, yeah. like Barstool's like not at like that level. Like people, mm-hmm. you know, and the big wigs don't look at them like that. Like you know, ESPN or even TNT. I mean, TNT's got Bizonet. You know, you you mm-hmm. think they'd kind of like make that connection there, like bridge the right. gap, you know, try mm-hmm. to bring in some, some younger users. And I know like the chicklets, they had like a tournament there. They had mm-hmm. like a three on three roller tournament in oh, Vegas, yeah. it was, it was which brings me to my next problem is mm-hmm. they have it in Vegas the same weekend as the damn pro bowl, the NFL pro bowl. Like what are you doing? <laughs> mm-hmm. I like the Vegas idea, but can we set this up a different weekend? Like, hello? Mm-hmm. Like, I, I don't know. They're, I just didn't like it. You know, Everything from what was it? I think like Zed's intro, like DJing, like the players coming in looking completely uninterested, and then mm-hmm. during the you know the actual game, you got MGK ascending from the heavens. Like, what the hell is going on here? You yeah, know what I mean, like mm-hmm. it's just it's super corny to be honest. Just super corny. I, I was very disinterested. Mm-hmm. Uh, I watched, I think, one game. It was had to be the Central and maybe the Atlantic. Mm-hmm. And I saw a handful of goals and I was like, all right, I'm done here like this. You know, what mm-hmm. they've made is a great product to like kind of peek up at from your phone. Mm-hmm. That's pretty much it. You know, like you're just on your right. phone and oh, hey, look, a goal. Hey, look, watch the highlight reel. Watch the replay. It's kind of mm-hmm. garbage, to be honest with you. I, I, I don't know what they need to do to fix it, but they need to mm-hmm. get more creative and more in touch with their end user. That's all I can right. say about that. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I did hear a couple takes from it and uh one of the guys is just talking about how in the NHL, like they need to work on building this brand because they're falling off the charts of other sports like football, baseball, and basketball. Mm-hmm. Like hockey is starting to fall out of that discussion, and that's becoming an, a big problem. And I think events like this really don't help it at all. And uh, they, I, well, when they should be, when when, when they should right. be, it should be a fanfare event. Like you know, this mm-hmm. is like a big opportunity to haul people in. I mm-hmm. like the idea. Uh, I like the idea of Vegas. You know, I like some of the events that I saw. I do like some of the uh, some of the skills competitions, but the players are not interested. Mm-hmm. You got to make it worthwhile for these guys, otherwise they're not going to show up and put an, put out an effort. Mm-hmm. Austin Matthews, Connor McDavid, uh, these guys just look completely disinterested in the entire mm-hmm. event. They should be the biggest headlining names. You know what I mean? Right. 
also you're missing guys like Alexander Ovechkin because he just tells the league, hey, F you. You know, mm-hmm. you're not gonna let me go play in the Olympics. I'm not going to your all-star game. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. you're gonna have those situations arise as well, which right. I totally understand. I kind of sympathize mm-hmm. with. I get it. And then uh you look at the player interviews too, and they were so generic. Oh, it was like they were bad. It the was the really funniest bad. part was uh some of the players were challenging other players to say specific words in their in- interview, but they were mm-hmm. like they were really kind of lame to be honest. Like it, it wasn't anything like that that funny. Like I think um Matthews had someone say like jackpot and it's Vegas baby or something like that. I don't know. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know. Uh, yeah. I, I think I think Matthews said something like I don't know snake eyes and I don't know something else. But anyways, yeah. let's uh let's dive into some of our waiver wire buys here. We got the the second half of week sixteen kicking off. It would be a damn shame if you're in a fantasy league that didn't have two weeks for week sixteen, uh, being that uh, we have ended action last Wednesday uh, for the All Star break. So. Should be starting your second half of Week 16. Let's dive into some options here. First up, we've got a goaltender for the Ottawa, Senator, Ottawa Senators. Excuse me, Matthew Murray. Buying or selling, Nick? You leaving him on the waivers or are you picking him up? Oh, right now I'm picking him up for sure, especially uh, with Ottawa playing tomorrow. He's most likely going to be in that. And you never really mm-hmm. say this about a Senators goalie, but he's putting up really good numbers. You know, a 3-2 mm-hmm. to two win over Edmonton, um, a 5-0 win over Buffalo, um, even in a 3-2 to two loss over Washington. It was three to two. He kept it close. So when he is losing right. games, he's keeping it close. He's getting those fancy points. And when he is winning, he's winning big. And he's getting a lot of points. As you can see in the last game against the Oilers, he put up uh, 21 points. And from a yeah. goalie out of Ottawa, a team that's in the toilet bowl of the league, I think that's something that's uh, pretty solid. And I would grab him, but then I wouldn't keep him for long because I think mm-hmm. it will kind of fall off because, like I said, it is the Ottawa Senators. They are in the toilet bowl in the league, and I think eventually his production will fall off. But right now, I would grab him and uh, get him in a couple starts, see how he does. If he does good, keep him. If he does bad, you drop him. He is 4-6-2 on the season, and he's gotten four wins in his last six starts. So he's definitely turning it up for sure. He's only 17% rostered on Yahoo platforms, plus seven and across the last day. I do think this is an ad for... You know, February 7th and 8th, you know, I don't think he'll get back to back games here, but they have, you know, four games through this next, uh, what the 12th is next Saturday, the 13th is mm-hmm. next Sunday. I'm not sure if they have, I, yeah, there, there's no way they'd have a, another back to back in the same week. So they have a good amount of games and he could get at least two of these starts, maybe even three. Uh, so, you know, if you're like in Nick's position here, you know, coming up <laughs> against, uh, you know, a big deficit to start the second half of week 16, someone like Matt Murray might be able to help you. The last 14 day, the last 14 days, he is goaltender number five in total scoring with 60 points in fantasy. And across the last 14 days, or I'm sorry, across the last 13 days, he's number 14. Get my numbers mixed up there with 100 fantasy points. So he's a good ad right now. And like you said, even when he's putting up uh, bad numbers, or I should say the team is putting up bad numbers, he's having success. So in his last uh, you know, six starts, his worst start was four goals allowed. He still had 12.8 fantasy points in that game because he had 33 saves. Uh, let's, so his last starts, he's got 21.2, 10.2, and a you know two-goal deficit loss, uh, 29.2 against Buffalo. So there's some upside here. I don't hate the matchups up against uh, New Jersey and Boston, but Carolina and Pittsburgh, those are not ideal for sure. So see what you mm-hmm. get out of him, but I think he's a good start at least. Uh, to begin this week because he's got a matchup uh, tomorrow, it looks like, on 2-7. So definitely a good ad. Uh, this one, Matt Boldy of the Minnesota Wild. Uh, young cat coming up uh, to the Wild. What do you think, Nick? 
Um, I'm liking him right now, and I think he's actually someone, and I don't say this a lot, I think he's someone that can be a long-term hold. You know, a young kid starting mm-hmm. to get his feet under him in the NHL, playing on the Minnesota second line with Kevin Fiala and uh, Frederick Goudreau. And I think so far he's making his presence felt very much so in his production. And plus, right. to add on to that, with his playing time, he's on the first power play with Eric Snek, Zuccarello, and Kaprizov. So he's going to get those looks, getting those opportunities. As a young kid, I think that's really solid for him. And his numbers back that up. Um, I actually watched him in the Chicago uh, game right before mm-hmm. the All-Star break. And this kid's fast. He's got some wheels on him, really good hockey sense, really good at moving the puck. He recorded an assist in that game. The mm-hmm. only thing um, I would like to see a little higher on the slightest is his ice time. you got a couple games here where he's got 16, 13, 15. I'd like to see a guy like him more at the 18-minute mark if he's going to be a long-term hold. But if right. he can get to that point, I think he's someone that you hold on to for a long time because, again, he is young. He's getting the ice time. And uh, the wild schedule, Um, it's not really – it's not – solid but it's not bad they've got carolina detroit and winnipeg mm-hmm. in their next three games so i could see him getting some production in those games and i could see uh nothing but the sky for a guy like matthew boldy yeah i'm really hoping that i can hold you off uh because he only has two starts this week and i do want to hang on to him i picked him up to start our matchup bang bang uh had a couple of good games throughout here he has an assist <laughs> in four straight games and he has two goals in his four last starts. So he's been pretty solid 9.9, 15.8, 10.7 and 18 and a half fantasy points through his last four games. He has 10 points through his first 10 games in, on the season, four goals, six assists. He's playing on that second line with uh, Frederick uh, Goudreau and Kevin Fiala really like the opportunity that he's getting here. I think the only reason that you would drop this guy is if you just are really tight on points and you need somebody on that, um, that Saturday or Sunday because he has a game on the 8th and then on the 12th, and that's going to be it for week 16. So hopefully you guys can hang on to him. Of course, in Dynasty, you know, he's a must-hold. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, he's, he's super young, Ten game, first 10 games, 10 points, a lot to like here. This next guy is a little bit more difficult, but we've talked about him already, Mason Marchment of the Florida Panthers. He's playing on the third line with Anton Lundell, Sam Reinhart. Now, he has been on fire in his last uh, three or four starts here. In his last game, you know, the, the Panthers took a 5-2 to two loss to the Rangers. You know, he didn't perform very well, was a minus one, only had two shots on goal. But prior to that, oh my goodness, this run is madness. Against the Blue Jackets, six points, two goals, four assists. Up against the San Jose Sharks on the 29th, a goal and an assist. Against the Vegas Golden Knights on the 27th, a goal in that game, plus one. The game prior to that, which really started this run up against Winnipeg on the 25th, two goals and one assist. Like the production is is off the charts here. He's a plus 21 already, and he's only played in 23 games so far. I'm sorry, 22 games so far, 23 points through 22 games, eight goals and 15 assists. The only issue here, Nick, is that they don't have a game until February 16th. Can you hold Marchment through that period? Um, I don't think you can because he is only on the third line, but they do mm-hmm. have a good third line with Lundell and Reinhardt. But right. I think, uh, yeah, that without that uh, many games in this week or at all, I think he's someone that you got to drop just simply, you know, in tight matchups, you're trying to get that lead, whether you're trying to hold on or catch up, you mm-hmm. need someone that's going to be able to play, you know, two, three, four games in a week. And he's just not that guy. His production is of late. Oh, my God. It killed any hopes I've had of being able to take this matchup away. That uh, 
eight to four win over the Blue Jackets with 45 points. I was like, where on God's green earth did this guy come from? I was just stunned. I saw you picked him up that morning around 8 30, 9 o'clock when you make your normal moves. And uh, I'm looking at our matchup. I'm uh, going to men's league or whatever. I'm at a red light. I look at it. I'm like, oh my. So uh, I think uh, when he comes back, I think he's someone that you grab. But for right now, uh, he's definitely an ad drop player. But it is worth noting that his production is phenomenal the last few games. And uh, if you can get him after uh, after this week and he's available, I would grab him right away. This Florida Panthers team is electric. Um, they've got depth scoring all throughout their lineup. Everyone's contributing. They're scoring Lead a the lot of goals. goals. Yeah, lead the league in goals. Never in my life have I said it. They're uh, scoring a lot of goals, winning a lot of hockey games. Um, the only thing with this team that concerns me is Spencer Knight. Um, I don't think he's properly developed yet, but uh, he's got a good team in front of him. But mm-hmm. uh, yeah, this Panthers team's electric. So uh, I'd say after this week, fire up some Mason Marchment. What about uh, let's just move down to Anton Lindell then? I mean, you're holding him right now, or actually, mm-hmm. no, someone else has him. Who has him? Um, I dropped him. I have Sam Bennett. Okay, so then someone else did mm-hmm. pick him up. I thought that you did have him for some reason. Mm-hmm. So I've Lundell, Lundell and um, and Marchment, they play on the third line together, but Lundell has power play upside. You know, he's on the second power play and the second uh, penalty kill. And that same game, you know, he hasn't had the same scoring uh, touch, but he's been very good still in his last uh, handful of starts, 1.8. 33.9, 4.9, 8 points, 16.8. Like, there's been a lot of production here, and he does have those minutes, you know, over Marchment. Would you be willing to hold Lundell over him, or is he just another, like, you know, sorry, just doesn't have the action? Because I'm trying to hold Marchment. Like, if I hold you off this week, then I'm good, because then I can hold him through to the the following week. I feel like I can just right. leverage that lead. Just mm-hmm. so I can just see what I get out of him, you know what I mean? Like, the dude's absolutely on fire. I mean, the only thing that I don't like is that long break is like maybe they go cold when they come back, but I think it's worth the hold. Mm-hmm. Would you prefer to hold one over the other or just say no to both? Um, right now, I would just say no to both. Lundell for me has been an ad drop guy all year. I've actually mm-hmm. added him and dropped him six times this year. That's so he lot. has been in and out of my lineup. I was just looking at him, his player card and he's got the numbers, but my issue is I swear every time I pick this guy up, he just has an off night where his production isn't the best or right. it's just not up to par with my standards. And then I drop him. He's sitting on the waiver wire. No one's claimed him. I go and I'm looking and I look at his numbers and he just goes off. Similar to what happened in that Columbus game where he put up five assists and was a plus six. Like I never again would in a million years would think that a guy like Lundell would put up five assists in one game. But, um, yeah, stuff happens. Lundell, he's been solid. Um, he's getting the ice time, but he's just not someone I can see holding while he's mm-hmm. not playing because, again, those tight matchups, especially like this one for me, where I'm trying to come back, for me, I would need all the starts I can get. I need all the games possible. Right. I need whatever I can, throwing Hail Marys just to find a way to get points. But um, right now, yeah, he's not someone I would do that with just because he's not playing. But after this week, I would say, Anyone on that Florida offense, I think, is a viable option for someone you can add. Even you look at the fourth line guys, they're still mm-hmm. putting up production. Um, you have yeah, I'm a Ryan, big Frank, uh, Frank Vetrano fan. I mean, Frank Vetrano, he's still he's getting in there. Frank Vetrano, E2 Lusterinen, and uh, Ryan Lomberg, 
and they're mm-hmm. they're still getting their fair share. But anyone on this Florida offense, even just the top nine, I think there's someone that you grab right away. Yep. Yeah, I agree. And the team's just on fire. Like I said, lead the league in scoring. I think Huberto leads the uh, the league in player scoring. So a lot to like about uh, Sunrise Florida right now in their hockey squad. Uh, between Marchman and Lundell, I'm going to go Marchman. He has got 23 points in 22 games. He's more of that uh, point-per-game pace scoring player versus Lundell, who has, where did it go? 32 points in 43 games. He does hit a, a few more lows, like you mentioned. There's a little bit less consistency there. So I would go Marchman over Lundell if I'm going to hold either one. For sure. Uh, next guy up we have is Mike Smith uh, returning for the Edmonton Oilers. Are you ready to buy Mike Smith upon his return if you're looking for a goalie, Nick? Um, no, the Edmonton – actually, yeah, no. The Edmonton Oilers, they've been in their ups and downs this year. They're sitting mm-hmm. outside of a playoff spot. But as of late, it seems like they're finally starting to turn it up. Miko Koskinen's starting to win them some hockey games. But uh, right now, if I'm in Edmonton, I would honestly try and trade one of these goalies. Um, I wouldn't pick up Mike Smith in fantasy, no, because I think Koskinen will get the majority of the starts. But I think mm-hmm. you could try and trade – Smith or Koskinen because Koskinen is under a big deal right now mm-hmm. and he is slightly overpaid. And I think uh, when you have Stuart Skinner developing in the system who came up, played some pretty solid hockey, I think you could bring him up, trade a guy like uh, Miko Koskinen, maybe in a deal with the Blackhawks for a guy like Flurry or whatever. Cause I know there's been a lot of speculation with that, that um, Koskinen could come to Chicago for Flurry and a bunch of other pieces mm-hmm. that I would have to make that go through. But yeah, Mike Smith, not someone I would add right now. Um, I'd like to see some play out of him. He's been banged up this year, hasn't played a lot. So maybe once he gets some games under his belt, I would add him. But as of right now, uh, I just don't see much upside for him. Yeah, it's a hard pass for me. 2-2-1 two, two and one on the season, 3.76 goals against so far through five starts, six games played, and an, only an 89% save percentage. I'm not interested. Uh, Mike Smith, you know, hot, cold, hot, cold. It's more cold than it is hot typically as well. So he's not someone that I uh, trust down the stretch. I'm going to hold off um, adding him uh, mm-hmm. with any uh, any trust whatsoever. All right, next up we've got uh, Michael Bunting of the Toronto Maple Leafs. Bunting kind of turning the corner here. He's only 28% rostered, uh, but he's had a nice little, uh, nice little stretch here. Uh, 20.7 fantasy points in his last game, had a goal and assist. Game before that, he had 4.9. Those were back-to-back games up against New Jersey. And the game prior to that up against Detroit, he had a hat. He had a hat trick, 26.3 fantasy points. Um, Playing on that first line with Matthews and Marner, he's got a nice little run right now. I think he's worth an ad. What do you think, Nick? Yeah, I definitely think he's worth an ad. I think anyone in that Toronto top six is worth an ad with on the first line, Bunting, Mm -hmm. Matthews, Marner, and then Tavares, uh, Nylander, Kerfoot. I think all of those guys are worth an ad. They're they're getting all the ice time, and that's mainly – where a lot of the Toronto offense is coming from is that top six. You don't see many of their bottom six guys contributing as much as their top six. And I know their coach Sheldon Keefe has tried to even that out almost. I think I saw he had like uh, Nylander on the third line or something trying to figure mm-hmm. that out. But um, no, I mean, playing on that top six, playing with those guys, getting in those moments and opportunities, I think he's someone that's definitely very addable and fancy. He is on the second power play, but I don't know exactly how much Toronto – uses their second unit compared to their first unit. But, yeah, I would add him right now just because the ice time's there, the production's mm-hmm. there, and as long as he's on that uh, Toronto top six, I think he could be a long-term hold. 
Yeah, I like him a lot. Uh, 29 points through 42 games, but he's really starting to turn it up. 13 goals, 16 assists, and he's a plus nine on the season. So really not much to dislike there. Like I mentioned, only 28% rostered. So definitely go out and get uh, some Michael Bunting. So it should be a solid add. Uh, you've got a good amount of games this week as well. Uh, tomorrow, the 7th up against Carolina, the 10th at Calgary, and the 12th at Vancouver. So he'll have three starts in this uh, second half of week 16. Should be solid. All right, last up here to wrap up the waiver buys. Uh, Nick, for Monday, the options are thin in some leagues. Uh, people are looking at Ottawa Senator, player, Ottawa Senator players being readily available. Uh, Connor Brown, Artem Zub, Nick Paul, who are you throwing in there? Um, as of right now, I think that they're all decent options. Again, you know, only a couple games. You can take decent. whatever uh, you can get. But um, right now, I would go Connor Brown. I think he's going to get the most looks tomorrow compared mm -hmm. to a guy like Artem Zub, who is only in the second deep pair. I don't think he gets the most minutes. And then, uh, yeah, I think Nick Paul, he could also be a good option. He is on the second power play in third line. But I like Connor Brown. Um, right. I think he will have a solid game tomorrow um, after coming back after a broken jaw. Five mm -hmm. goals, 14 assists in the year. Maybe a minus seven. But I think once he comes back, I think he'll be able to get something going down the stretch whether it be yeah, just, for tomorrow or maybe for uh, a week hold, but not a long-term hold, maybe for a whole week, but nothing yeah. more than that. Yeah, exactly. That And that's, that's where my head's at uh, as well. You just make sure that he's in the lineup before you add him. You know, if you can, I mean, if you want to, you can always just, you know, add him in the morning and you know, drop him back again late at night. You know, if you're in a situation like me and Nick are in where we just do add mm -hmm. drops constantly, um, you know, go through a waiver process when someone's dropped, but uh, constant, um, ads and drops, there's no limit. So you could do something like that or just wait for him to be in. Just, you know, don't waste the the roster ad if you know that he's not going to be in because he's supposed to return, not 100% yet. I do expect him to get top-line action upon his return, 19 points through 26 games a season. It's not great. It's not, it's not out of this world terrible. So if you're really, really thin, not, not the worst option. But uh, after him, I'd go Nick Paul if Connor Brown's unavailable tomorrow. All right, we're going to jump into some trade grades. Uh, but just a quick word from our sponsors here. We'll be right back. Okay, and we're back. We're going to be reviewing some Dynasty Fantasy Hockey trades. Uh, first up here, Nick, we've got a Guinea Malkin and a second-round pick for a fourth-round pick straight up. Which side do you want? Um, I would probably definitely, yeah, Malkin all day. I think uh, when Malkin's healthy, I think he's one of the better players in that Penguins lineup for sure. Ever since he's been back recently, he's uh, put up nothing but uh, positive points for the most part, except for a couple games this year. Um, mm -hmm. He's got a uh, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine-game point streak as of right now. And I think uh, a healthy Evgeny Malkin could be good down the stretch. And so, yeah, I think Malkin wins that all day in Dynasty. I guess so. I mean, I don't know how many more years he's going to play, but I certainly don't hate the fourth-round pick that I'm – I mean, you're literally just – you know, moving back two rounds and you're giving up Malkin, you know, I don't know what you really get out of that. You could just keep your second round pick and you could keep Malkin. So I don't know where the motivation is there. This is a trade from the Yahoo uh, uh, trade hub. So where we're getting these dynasty ones from, uh, I would definitely take that side right now, especially if I'm a team that's you know looking to close out the season. I want another ad to get me over the hump of the playoffs. Uh, Malkin will do that just fine. It's kind of a win now versus rebuild type of trade. But again, uh, I feel like the picks are, should be swapped. Like it should be Malkin and a fourth for a second. That's the only adjustment yeah. that I would make. Mm -hmm. Next up, we have Vladimir Tarasenko plus an eighth round plus a 10th round pick 
for Austin Matthews, a 14th and a 19th round pick. What do you think here? Which side do you want? Um, definitely the Matthews side. Austin Matthews right. being one of the best players in the league. Tarasenko, mm-hmm. an aging forward, getting some picks out of it, just swapping a few spots. So, yeah, I like Matthews all day. No question yeah. there. I, I like that. I mean, when you're looking at Tarasenko now, he averages about three less points per game than Matthews in fantasy. You know, Matthews is about 12.79. Tarasenko's 905. So you have a good spread there. The picks, I I would want maybe a 14th and a 17th. I feel like going 19 is a little bit deep. Uh, but obviously you're getting like you know a top five forward, so you can't really hate it. But I don't know. I feel like for giving up an eighth and a tenth, I'd I'd like to balance it out with maybe a 14th and a 17th. I think the 19th is a little too rich, but uh, right. still would pull the trigger on that at the end of the day. And I will, yes, take the Matthew side. Mm-hmm. All right, next up, we've got Jordan Cairo and a 17th round pick for Alex Kalorn and a sixth round pick. Which way are you going here? You have to imagine it's Cairo. Um, yeah, it's definitely Cairo, I think. Uh, younger player. He plays all three, four positions. Um, only going to move his way up in that St. Louis Blues lineup. And mm. uh, what you're getting back is Kalorn and a sixth. I think uh, that's a fair trade for both sides. I think Kalorn um, mm. still has some upside in that Tampa lineup. I think because uh, he'll he'll keep playing top six minutes. I think, sure. but I I think it's pretty close. But um, yeah, definitely Kyrou. Yeah, Kyrou side for sure for me. I mean, I do like that sixth round pick you're getting back on the Kalorn side. It's quite the upgrade from round seventeen. You're moving up eleven rounds there, so I do th- I do think it's pretty fair. Kalorn's going to still play for a couple more years, so there's still uh, some value from his side as well. Um, you know. How much of it's going to be elite or above average? You know, right now he's averaging 6.76 fantasy points per game, 15 goals, 26 to 6, 41 points through 46 games. It's really not bad. It's not production you'll uh, you'll throw away. Kairou in comparison, 42 points through 40 games. So they're pretty even, pr- pretty pretty close. Obviously, Kairou's just like just over the point per game production. Kalorn's just under a little bit of separation age, separation in the picks. I like it. All right, this one's interesting. Uh, Taylor Hall straight up for Thomas Hurdle. I, I mean, the hurdle side's a home run here, but any love for Hall? I mean, he's isn't Hall two years older? Um, yeah, I think so. Um, I look at this right now, and uh, I look at their ice time and whatever, and going down the stretch, I see uh, Taylor Hall being isolated to that second line in Boston. I mm-hmm. don't think he'll go above Brad Marchand. I think they like their perfection line of Marchand, Bergeron, Pasternak. And you look at a guy like Hurdle, on a San Jose team that's on the come up, they're starting to make something happen. He's on mm-hmm. that first line this year with Timo Meyer, who's been on fire, and Alexander Barabanov. And so I think, yeah, Meyer all day. Um, he's younger, getting more ice time. His production's there this year. Hurdle, or not, sorry, uh, Hall, he's been streaky this year. Um, mm-hmm. He has some streaks where he's producing really well and uh, some streaks where uh, he just isn't getting it uh, going at all. And right. the Boston second line, also, they're really not all that anymore. Ever since uh, David Krejci left, um, they've Craig Smith and David Pasternak have been swapping out on that spot. Thomas mm-hmm. Noshik is actually their second line center. So I think uh, that hurts them a lot, not having a guy like David Krejci to play alongside. And so, yeah, I like Hurdle all day. Yeah, Hurdle's definitely a clear, uh, the clear winner in this trade. 347 fantasy points this season to Hall's 261. This needs to be balanced out with a pick, I feel like. <clears throat> Doesn't have to be much, but Taylor Hall and, you know, a 12th, Taylor Hall yeah. and a 10th, you know, something mm-hmm. just to balance this out because uh, I don't like the way that it is straight up. Uh, if I was in that league, I'd be a little upset. 
uh, seeing that trade go through the wire because uh, mm-hmm. it's just really not, really not even. Hall, mm-hmm. uh, 6.9 fantasy points per game. I'm sorry, 6.09. Hurdle, 7.5, 7.58. So there's there's a clear um, clear difference in production there this season. Hurdle, top line center. Hall on a struggling second line trying to find its identity. Uh, Hurdle's mm-hmm. a clear winner here. Definitely want that right. side. Got to even it out there with a Hall and a pick for sure to make that yeah. a, little, a little more fair. Or you got to use your veto or whatever, you know. Uh, I don't like to do that. I don't like to do that as a, from a point of strategy. I like to do that from a place like, hey, like there's, you know, something's not up to snuff here. Someone's mm-hmm. someone's cheating. <laughs> right. You ain't trying. You ain't cheating. You ain't cheating. You ain't trying. Well, you're going to get a veto. Mm-hmm. All right. Next up, we've got Linus Allmark and a third round pick for Sergei Bobrovsky and an eighth round pick. That's a tough one. That's a tough one. Um, I am in the cell department for Sergei Bobrovsky. You know, I, I'm in, in, in that side of his narrative. I feel like he should be getting moved in Dynasty, especially if you're not at the top of your standings. Right. If you are at the top of the standings, that's going to be very difficult because he's obviously having an amazing season. Mm-hmm. But I think we've talked about this before, Nick. I, I feel like he's going to be a guy that's going to get moved in the upcoming years. He holds a huge salary cap. He's the second highest paid goalie in the league behind mm-hmm. Carey Price, who I believe is Carey Price even playing right now. He is not, no. He's not. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, pretty, pretty much the most expensive goalie there is that's, that's starting right now. Right, Linus Allmark. He's younger. He's on the come up. Mm-hmm. I like the third round pick I'm getting back. I feel like that's the side that I want to trade for here. Obviously, yeah. the production this season, like it's not equal. Like Bobrovsky's like way ahead. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think down the stretch, Allmark will be better. I think, like you said, uh, there's definitely a lot of room for a guy like Bobrovsky to get moved because at the end of the day, if you got a young kid in Spencer Knight behind him, and you don't want to hold him to that backup role, you want him to reach his fullest potential. And I think what that might mean is uh, Bobrovsky gets moved uh, out of Florida, and I don't think he's going to get moved to a contender. I really don't. I think he's going to get somewhere uh, where they can simply afford his services. Uh, $10 million for a contender is a lot of money, and Mm -hmm. uh, a lot of teams just don't have that uh, cap space to be able to get a guy like that. So, yeah, I like Olmark, and I still like the Boston Bruins team. Even though their core is aging, I think there's still a lot of upside to them, and I think, in the years to come, I think Omar can be uh, a go-to guy for them. Yeah, I, I like that side of the trade. I get the third-round pick. I get Omar. I get a younger goalie. I mean, again, I'm not trading Bobrovsky if I'm in the you know in the playoffs right now. Like if mm-hmm. I'm in the playoff picture, you should hold on to him. But if you're right. in dynasty and you're a bottom three, a bottom four team, the writing's on the wall. You're not going to make it, or you're going to like work yourself so hard just to play into the middle of the pack when you mm-hmm. can sell your assets, get ready for next year, make sure that your draft pick is solid, you know, make, making sure that, you know, you're, you're getting a top pick or whatever. Like mm-hmm. you know, sometimes that's just the way to play it. You know, you just go into rebuild mode. If you're in an option like that. Yeah. I would sell Bobrovsky. If you're in an, if you're in the top of the standings, no, do not move him. Not a good idea. But right. in this, in, in this sense, and those, if those are the cases here, this is a good swap. Very good. All mm-hmm. in a third Bobrovsky in an eighth. Good swap. Um, next up, we have Kevin Fiala and a ninth round pick for Alex Dabrinkit. Alex Dabrinkit and an eleventh round pick. Uh, I guess I want the Dabrinkit in the eleventh. I, I mean, I don't know. It's pretty even. I feel like, but am I crazy here? I feel like this is kind of a steal. Yeah, I think uh, it's very, very even. I like the Dabrinkit side too. I think down the stretch, um, Chicago is going to build their team more around Dabrinkit as Kane and Taze get older. 
Fiala, I don't see him being one of those guys um, as he is um, older than Dabrinkit. So, yeah, I like that all day just because uh, Chicago is going to be rebuilding around him. He's going to get a lot more looks, a lot more ice time, getting those opportunities. And so, yeah, give me Dabrinkit all day. Dabrinkit has 346 fantasy points to Fiala's 324. But Dabrinkit's a minus 14 on the season. You know what I mean? Like the team's mm-hmm. going to get better. They're constantly not going to be on the, the wrong side of the, the goal margin. Like things will turn around. Um, if I'm going to give up Kevin Fiala and move back two rounds for Dabrinkit, that's a home run for me. That's that's mm-hmm. an absolute home run. I mean, Minnesota Wild have been great this season, but Dabrinkit's like one of those like prospects that you're just like, yeah, he was special. We were waiting for him to get to this level. 26 goals, 10 assists, 36 points through 46 games this season on a bad Blackhawks team. Like there's going to be very, very good production in the coming years. And you know mm-hmm. what? If they don't build around him, you might get traded to a damn good team too. Him and right. uh, Connor McDavid are like best friends. So if <laughs> Connor McDavid wants to trade us Leon, I'll, I'll, I'm willing to do it. Oh, 100%. <laughs> Oh, could you imagine? All right. Next up, we've got uh, Devin, to- Devin Taves uh, versus um, Jacob Truba. Which way are you going here? Straight up trade. No no draft picks, which I uh, don't necessarily love in this scenario. Um, I think there's no question. Uh, Devon Taves all day. He is yep. one of the go-to guys in Colorado. He's going to continue to be one of the go-to guys in Colorado. Just looking at his ice time, too. Um, I don't really know many other defensemen that can play almost 28 to 30 minutes a night, which is what mm-hmm. Devontae has been putting up playing alongside Kale McCarr. So, yeah, this is a home run for me, Devontae's all day. No even discussion for Truba. He has 32 points through 33 games, uh, Taves. Truba, 8 and 16, 24 points through 47 games, but he has more fantasy points uh, than Taves. Blocks, shots on goals, he gets that. Uh, gets that puck to the net, but Taves he averages ten uh, fantasy points a game to Truba seven and a half, so it's it's a pretty clear cut here. I feel like this needs to be balanced out. Um, if you're giving up Taves, then you should probably be getting back Truba in a pick in Dynasty for sure. Um, you know Truba has more production, but he has more games played. You know he has he has forty seven games to Taves is uh, thirty three. So you got, you kind of get those need to get those averages involved when you're looking at a mismatch like that. You know compare the you know per game rate that they're hitting. <clears throat> Taves is a clear winner here. Someone might be getting um, getting their pants pulled down because they didn't realize they haven't played the same amount of games. I'm not sure. But uh, I would think the Truba side would need a draft pick added for sure. Oh, 100%. All right, last one up here. We've got uh, Vitek Vanacek and a 13th-round pick for Alex Nedeljkovic and a ninth-round pick. I want the Nedeljkovic side. How about you, Nick? Uh, yeah, it's silly not to take Nedeljkovic here. Um, he is actually getting a lot more games than Vanacek. Uh Yep. Those two, Samsonov and Vanacek, have having, been having to split the season, trying to figure out who their guy is going to be down the stretch. Mm-hmm. And uh, Nadalkovic is the clear-cut starter in Detroit. Detroit, young team, only on the come-up. They're going to be good for years to come. Nadalkovic is going to continue to carry that team. So, yeah, give me Nadalkovic all day. Definitely a home run there. Yeah, I don't know what this person's doing, um, giving away Nadelkovic, but I think mm-hmm. the, the he's in a really good situation. I, I see him being the the goalie for the years to come here for the Red Wings. I like the Red Wings' young core, especially on defense. Shout out Moritz Sider. Um, mm-hmm. I think this team's going to be better in the years to come. I like Nadelkovic a lot. Vanacek, he's on a good team, and the production still isn't that amazing. He's 10, mm-hmm. 6, and 5 on the season. Um 238 fantasy points. He just does not have the same amount of starts. Nadelkovic has 31 to Vanisek's 22. So Nadelkovic's points are way higher, 359. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just very simple. They do average the same amount of points per game, pretty close. Uh, Vanacek, 9.94. Nadelkovic, 10.5, 10.56. But 
you're not seeing that same uh, equity in the starts. You know, you're constantly mm-hmm. having to probably add and drop Vanacek in redraft leagues because you know he's just not there. And if you're holding him in dynasty, ouch. You know, because mm-hmm. he's just one. How many goalies are you, are you going to be able to hold? You know what I mean? Like if if you have four and you have one guy that's not even doing anything, you know, that's just holding up a spot. So that's really exactly. tough. Uh, but I'm going to go the Nedeljkovic side. That's a home run for me. Mm-hmm. All right, awesome. Well, that's the uh, that's the episode here. Uh, Nick, do you have anything to share before we head out? Uh, yeah, check me out on Twitter at uh, Face Off with the OZ. Post a lot of hockey content over there, sports betting, fantasy uh, players to get. Um, so uh, check me out. Just started. Trying to build a following. Hope you can follow. Who do you like? Uh, who do you like tomorrow? We got uh, the Devils and Ottawa, and mm-hmm. we've got the Maple Leafs and Hurricanes. Once you give some early picks, um, Devils and Ottawa. I like. Uh, I like the Devils in that game, but I think the uh, Ottawa will uh, cover the plus one and a half for sure. I think yep. uh, that that'll be a close game. I do. Wait, did you say Ottawa? Co- Ottawa will cover the plus one and a half. Yeah. No, the the Devils have the plus one and a half. Oh, they do. Yeah, I got that flipped. Yeah, I think the Devils will cover the plus one and a half. And then uh, what was the other matchup? Hurricanes and Maple Leafs in Toronto. That'll be a close one. Um, I like the Hurricanes in that one, and I like the over in that game. So I'm going to go plus one and a half for the Hurricanes and plus one and a half for the Devils. Uh, 20 bucks will get you 22.75. So not a bad little return. Flip, flip it for both, and you get that upside of uh, the, the one goal margin. Uh, mm-hmm. I like those. All right, last one, Nick. Women's Olympic hockey. <laughs> Women's Olympic hockey. This evening right. we have it's a it's a it's a late one. It's a mm-hmm. late one. Uh, I believe it's eleven ten Eastern. We've got the Republic of China and Canada. Canada on the puck line <laughs> is minus seven. They're minus seven. Can can the Republic of China hold them to a touchdown? <laughs> I think that's crazy. Um, minus seven. Yeah, I th- I think uh I'm taking the over on that all day. Uh China, I I have followed a little bit of uh women's hockey um with the Olympics and I do know that China that got the Canadian ups- women are good and the Republic of China women won't be as good. Well, hey now, hey now. So the Chinese, they got a win over uh Denmark, the Danish, and so uh oh, they got okay, a li- okay. they got a they got a slight upside, but again, the Danish B team it's uh yeah it's still a, a win for china but uh a win is a win <laughs> but uh yeah i like that game on the overall day i think uh i like you canada like over to, seven and a half i like over seven and a half i like canada to score two touchdowns in that game maybe a field goal <laughs> <laughs> uh the spread of the super bowl by the way just for just for comparison is minus four <laughs> i believe in favor of the rams so <laughs> just a little, little little bit of a spread there between canada and the republic of china I will take game. I will take the minus seven because they will not let me bet at money line. They will not let me do it. And it's over seven and a half as well. Mm-hmm. Uh you're getting plus one oh five to the under seven and a half. I'm gonna stay away. I agree. I think uh I think the Canadian ladies can put up ten. I think mm-hmm. they can hit double digits for sure. That's and, for uh, sure. Uh, Republic of China, God bless you guys. God, <laughs> God bless you. That's that's uh that's gonna be something. I hope uh I hope the Danish weren't sandbagging, trying <laughs> trying to run run down the number. But uh, <laughs> you can also find me on Twitter, uh, you know, shout us out for any, you know, trade grades, any ads you're looking to do, uh, just any advice whatsoever. I'm at T-I-T-T-H-J-B, and you can find the Sports Gambling Podcast Network at Gambling Podcast. 
Take care, be well, be good. And if you can't be good, be good at it. We'll see you.